Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Call you Jesus. When we call you Jesus, oh, your name. Good morning. Call you Jesus, your name. Call your name. When I call your name, good morning, good morning. When I call your name, yeah, Nisi, there's power in the name of Jesus. Feel like I got a little cool head knock ride to this. When I call your name, when I call your name, good morning. When I call your name, when I call your name, I got to hear him perform this live. It's so dope. Thank you, 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 thank you. Yeah. There's power in the name of Jesus. Good morning. When I call your name. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Joyce Craig. Hey, Deshay. Hey, Ebony. Good morning. Morning, morning, Aloes. Hey, Miss Terry. How y'all doing this morning? Welcome, 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 welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl, LMJ, in the place. And that was um, almost... (laughs) I almost gave the wrong name, but that was Todd Delaney, not Tori. His brother Tori lives here locally. That was Todd Delaney, and that was your great name. I feel a shifting. That's like my most powerful part of that song. I feel a shifting when I call your name. I feel a shifting when I say Jesus. I feel a stirring when I say Jesus. I feel a victory when I say Jesus. When I call your name, I feel it, 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 I promise I do, I feel it, I feel it when I call your name, when I just say your name, when I make a decision to say your name above any and every name, I feel a shifting, I feel a charge, I feel something different, I feel something magnificent happen when I call the name of Jesus. I told you, I said that that's the that's the game plan when the enemy tries to come in like a flood. 
then your, the name should be Jesus. That should be who you're calling out. Thank you for those of y'all that are sharing the video right now. I appreciate it. The Lord appreciates it. I see y'all dropping it, tagging people, putting people, putting it in inboxes, all of the things that are important. That's no different than an invitation to church. And I'm grateful. And the Lord, our, our God is grateful for you in this season. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's just bless the name of the Lord. And then we're going to get into the word today. Um, I'm excited about the word today. And then I just have to share a revelation with you that I got this morning that I heard the Lord saying to me. And I was just like, my God, we missed this lately. He and I have been in these conversations and it's not been like that conversation, but I know he's leading me into the direction and he's giving me the wisdom and it usually leads, leaves me in my, on my face before him broken. I'm just going to be honest. Like, oh my God, I'm understanding what a broken and contrite heart looks like. I'm understanding what a really repentant heart looks like. He's been teaching me uh, what true repentance looks like. And it ain't been what we thought. Uh, and it isn't been just what we've expected. And it's just left me in a very, like my heart, it seems real open right now. And I'm like, Jesus, like, okay, there's layers to this. There's layers to this. And I understand now why we can't ever be comfortable and think that we are in a specific place. I also understand like, why we can't just determine this is the way with God. Like this morning, he had me get up and do something different. When I get up, I usually have my own ritual in place of how I pray and what I say to him or how I do. And he's like, no, get up and walk this morning. I was like, what? And so I'm just walking and speaking things through the house and saying things. And I'm just going to be honest. It felt a little uncomfortable at first because usually I'm sprawled out on my face before him. But I'm learning that if he's going to lead me by a pillar of cloud uh, by day or by night, if he's going to really lead this thing, then I don't do this thing my way. And the funny thing, thank you, Holy Spirit, is I prayed that before I got to bed last night. I said to him, I said, I want you to lead my day tomorrow. And so when I was getting up and he was saying, get up out the bed and walk through your house, I was like, and I'm just going to tell you, I was trying to hold on to a few more minutes of extra sleep. I was like, let me get a few more minutes of sleep. Like, let me get a few more minutes of sleep. And I heard him like, get up. I'm like, let me get up. Like my spirit was like, get up. And so he was like, just walk in. Sometimes we won't change directions because we're looking for it to look perfect before God. Like we're looking for it to look perfect before him. And sometimes he's just looking for your obedience. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm not all, my senses are not all stirred up, but I'm just speaking the things that I want to see throughout the day in my house and over this ministry and my God, over your lives. Uh, one of the things that I take into account is every time I speak something over my life, I say, and over your life too. Or if I confess over my children, I confess it over your children too. And every child that I come in contact with and every person that I'm connected with on the devotional, I take it for you as well. And so this morning he had me up differently. So you cannot be so set or set in your ways. I think that's what the Lord is sharing with us this morning that you expect to see God one way and he comes another. 
that you expect. Y'all know for those of y'all that are first logging on, that's my shout. I can't run and shout that you expect to see God one way and he comes another, that you're not sensitive to the move, move and the voice of God. And then another thing that I don't do, and this is why sometimes people are like, why does she pray so long? Or why does she, whatever. Uh, there's a scripture in Deuteronomy. It's Deuteronomy 16, 16. And the Lord was giving instructions for the children, but God gave me this scripture a long time ago. And it just became a part of my daily because it spoke to me and it says, no one is to appear before the Lord empty handed. I'm throwing stuff. No one is to appear before the Lord empty handed. Each year there are three festivals when all the Israelites must go into the place where the Lord chooses to be worshiped. These are the festivals of thin bread, the harvest festival and the festival of shelters. And don't forget to take a, along a gift before the Lord. And so when I read that scripture, I never try, I never come before the Lord empty handed. Like I never come before the Lord empty handed. And when I'm at church, um, that includes in my giving as well. Like I usually don't come before God without a gift of some sort. And sometimes that gift is praise, right? And sometimes that gift is worship, or sometimes I put myself on the altar, but I never be come before the Lord gifted, empty handed. And I know that's hard. Can I tell you something? But when you offer him up a sacrifice of praise, when you don't feel like it, when you're having a bad day, when you're in a bad moment and you offer up a sacrifice of praise, praise and you just put yourself on the altar and you just offer yourself up to God and you just offer your life and your vision and your ministry and your day before God. I just never come before God empty handed. I don't ever come to him dry. I don't ever come to him without bringing him something. And I got that revelation from that scripture. I'm like, Lord, let me never come before you for empty handed. And sometimes it's like at church, I'm coming with a dollar. I'm coming with a praise, but I never come before him without without offering him something. I never, ever, ever, ever come. So that's some things we got to learn. We got to learn to be sensitive to his voice, to be sensitive when the pillar, when the cloud is changing, to be sensitive to the seasons and asking the Lord, show me how to never come before you empty handed, even when I'm broken hearted. Like even when I'm broken hearted, I've learned not to come before God empty handed. I always bring God a sacrifice of something. I always bring God something before him that says here, I'm offering myself up. I offer, I put my children on the offer, altar before him. Um, I put this ministry on the altar. I put my gifts. I put my talents. I put anything that I'm working. I've put my books on the altar before him, but I lay something before him. I never come before him empty handed. Uh, and so that's just something for you to meditate on. That's Deuteronomy 16, 16. And that's something that you have to be able to receive and accept, um, by the spirit, right? By the spirit. God is just, just do that. Um, so let me pray. I love God. This is an exchange between us and God. This is an exchange between us and God. This is what a healthy devotional relationship looks like between us and God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is what a, 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 a lot of us have not been taught relationship. This is what it looks like to walk and chew and eat 
the wisdom of God. Um, somebody was asking me about devotion yesterday and they said, I don't really know how to go into devotion with God. And I said, actually what we do or what I do on coffee and conversation is my devotional time with God. Like I'm just showing you how I eat the word of God. I'm just showing you how I spend time with God. So this is real live active devotional, the devotional time with God, where we divide the word of God, where we rightly divide the word of God, where we bring God in. I don't know who needed to come on. Shit. Okay. Holy spirit. And where we bring God in, where we don't quench the Holy spirit, where we learn the ways of God and the thoughts of God and how to become more intimate with God and how to come into a deeper relationship with God and how to come into more accountability and how to fellowship with other believers. And it, it's not, um, stoic and it's not, um, normal because I don't think we serve a normal God. Like I just don't think we serve a normal God. And so that's what we're doing when we're here and when we're together, that's why it's important for us to be connected and connected in the right place. And that's why it's important for us to understand and learn to hear the voice of God and to be led by the spirit of God. A friend of our work, we were having conversation the other day and he said, he said, I just don't understand. I wish I knew everything. I said, you're not supposed to know everything. If you knew everything, then you wouldn't trust the spirit of the Lord. You are, you wouldn't trust the spirit. You wouldn't be led by the spirit. If you knew everything, you would quench the Holy spirit. So I'm just grateful for the grace of God. I just want you to stop and pause and think of something that you're grateful to God for and go on and drop it, go on and share it. Just say one thing, Lord, I'm grateful this morning. I'm grateful for the grace of God. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for friends. I'm grateful for loved ones. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for time. And that time is not, uh, predicated on what I think time is, but time is predicated on what God says time is. I'm, I'm grateful for internet access. Uh, I'm grateful for all my technology and computers and software. God was reminding me this morning. He was like ministry costs and I provide, and I'm like, my God. So I'm just grateful. I'm not taking these things for granted. God called me into a different type ministry and I'm thankful for lights and I'm thankful for air. I'm just grateful for these things and water and I'm grateful for my carpet and I'm grateful for this rug and I'm grateful for internet service and access and cellular data. Isn't that something? I was like, Lord, if I didn't have cellular data, I couldn't do what you asked me to do. I couldn't be in touch with the people. I couldn't do ministry the way that you asked me to do ministry, right? I couldn't do those things. I'm grateful for breath and I'm grateful for health and I'm grateful for friendships and I'm grateful for relationships and I'm grateful for wisdom and I'm grateful for knowledge and understanding and I'm thanking God for the word and I'm thanking for divine connections and uh, open doors and divine portals. And I'm thankful for strategies and I'm just grateful for wisdom, knowledge and understanding. And I'm thankful and grateful that he deals with my anxiety and fear because I used to deal with anxiety and fear for a long time. And I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for my pastors. I'm so grateful for my pastors. Like I'm so 
great. Lord, I get you. I'm so grateful for my pastors. I'm so grateful for just who they are and the ministry that he's put in me and the books that he's given me to write. And I'm grateful for his patience with me. And I'm grateful for his love for me. And I'm grateful, Father God. I Don't make me cry, Miss Sandra. I'm grateful for that as well. Like, I'm just grateful for that. I'm just looking around and I'm just like, my God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my house. And thank you for my couch. I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for my neighborhood because my neighborhood is safe. And as a single mom, that's important to me. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I have washing powder in there. And I'm grateful I have a washer and a dryer. And I'm grateful my kids have beds to sleep in. And I'm just grateful for everything. I'm grateful. Like even that he blessed me with makeup. One time I can I tell y'all share something with y'all. One time I was running low on makeup and I said to the Lord, I was like, I need more makeup. And I'm like being really wise with money and practicing stewardship and not being wasteful. I'm not trying to be wasteful with one dime. I'm not trying to be wasteful with any money that comes into the ministry. And I was like, Lord, I need makeup. And a woman of God inboxed me one day and she was like, send me your address. And I sent her my address and all of these different things of makeup started coming in there. And somebody's like, well, I don't wear makeup. Well, that's fine. It ain't got to be important to you. But because I have a media presence and because God called me to a certain level and a standard of excellence. And he, he told me this is the way that he wanted me to look. He provided for that, right? That that's just, I'm grateful for you too, Miss Jeanette. You just don't know. I'm grateful for faith and I'm grateful for faith right? I'm just grateful. Like, think about that. Yeah, Vanessa, that's good. I'm grateful for learning. I'm grateful for increase. I'm just grateful for mercy. Like sometimes we just need to take time and be grateful, right? Like we can take those little things. So I'm grateful for that woman of God. I'm grateful for those of you who are here every morning. Like I, when, as your name comes to me, I just call your names forth. I'm just grateful. Like that. He said, this is the time. This is the moment. This is the hour. I'm grateful for Facebook. I used to couldn't stand Facebook, but I'm grateful for Mark Zucker and Facebook, or I wouldn't be able to share the gospel in other countries. I'm grateful for Twitter. I'm grateful for Instagram. Like I'm grateful. And can I tell you something? A grateful heart just, just, it becomes, I'm just grateful. I'm content with where I am right now. Um, I love God. I know he's going to do so much more. I'm believing him for so much more, but I'm grateful for right now. Like I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful. Like I'm so grateful. I tell my mom all the time. I'm thankful. I'm just glad she didn't abort me or give me up. I knew, I know she was a necessary for my upbringing because I wasn't raised by my father. And I'm grateful that I met my father when I did, like, even though I didn't meet my dad, until I was 13. I'm grateful that I met my dad when I did. I'm grateful for my stepfather who raised me until my dad was on the scene. I'm grateful for surrogate parents. I'm grateful for friends that love me. Like I'm just so grateful for different things. I'm grateful for my coffee cups. I'm grateful for every time someone sows into my life. I'm grateful for like my watches. I'm grateful for this plant that someone gave me. Even though I haven't been a plant person, I'm learning to manage plants. I'm grateful for my television. Like I just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful because my TV allows me to see the word in big screen, right? Like, can like just find something to be grateful for. Just find some moment or something to tap in and to be grateful for. It's so much we have to be grateful for. I'm grateful for my pillows on the couch. I'm grateful for every book I have. I am an avid read, reader. I love books. When people buy me books or gift cards for books or sell books into me. 
I love books. So I'm grateful for books, right? I'm thankful for my hair. I'm just thankful for everything. Like every time I touch something, I'm like, God, I'm just so grateful. Like I'm so grateful for everything. I'm grateful for the activities of my legs. I'm grateful for eyesight. I'm just so grateful this morning. Like I'm so grateful. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you, man. Does this not feel good? Like this for me is like cleansing. Like I feel a cleansing. I feel a purging. I feel an excitement. I'm grateful for my sons. I'm grateful for my grandsons. I'm grateful for my husband to come, even though he's not here yet. I'm grateful for him already. Like I'm anticipating him. I'm expecting him. I'm confessing for him. I'm praying for him. Like I'm grateful. I'm grateful for him. I have a heart of gratitude towards him already. And he's not even on the scene, but I'm so grateful for him. And I'm grateful for my history and my past. And even though things have been consuming and overwhelming at times I know that all things are working together for my good I'm just grateful I'm grateful for um, God's love for me and and just all that he does for me thank you I will Lord God I'm gonna pray at the end I'm just so grateful and so I need to share something with you it's so funny that God just had us focus on gratefulness because I this morning God was saying to me he said I'm not an absentee father the Holy Spirit just set that right up. The Holy Spirit just set that right up. He said, Lakeisha, I'm not an absentee father. I'm, I'm not. I'm not an absentee father. I'm not a God that would bring you to the earth and then leave you absent of me. And the Holy Spirit is something else. He just set this up. And God told me that this morning. He said, I'm not an absentee dad. I'm not like earthly fathers or mothers who have forgotten about their children. And if we just focus in on everything we just were grateful for, that is evidence that he is not an absentee father. He said that he said, I never leave you or forsake you. And even when I'm quiet, right? Even when I'm quiet or even when you think I'm not connected, guess what? You have the word to hold on to my truth. You have the account of where I've never left or I've never forsaken or I've never forgotten about about he said but I'm not a I'm not a bad guy I'm not a bad rap I'm not an absentee father I'm just not that kind of God I do not abandon you I would not bring breath and life into you and be and then leave you absent of me I'm not an absentee father but I am on a come on Holy Spirit I am on a very narrow path so if you're looking for me on the wide path you're not gonna find me baby girl but if you stay on the narrow path I'm going you're going to end up right where you're supposed to be but I'm not an absentee father I'm not I'm a good 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 father who loves his kids very much and I'm very intentional with you and when you cannot find me or when you're looking for me and when I am you feel like I am not near this word will prove that I have not left you and I'm not absent I get a bad rap because of bad parenting and he showed me this morning he said that's why divorce is hot that's why families have not working out. That's why abuse hit the scene. That's why uh, sexual molestation hit the scene. The enemy came for family and he came for family hard because he knew if, if, if the 
if a bad taste could be put in your mouth for family, then you wouldn't trust our loving father. And he's like, I am not an absentee father. I am not that father. And he just proved it to us in everything that we signed, that we started saying we were grateful for. I don't leave you and I don't forsake you. I don't leave you and I don't forsake you. And when you don't hear me speaking, all you have to do is call on this and look up this word. But I am not. The strategy has been so that you won't understand my heart for you and my love for you. And I'm, you know, I'm talking to him and I'm like, what about the bad things? He's like, all things are still working for your good. Uh, uh, Jeanette posted something the other day and she was like, even the hard places are drawing us into closest closer places to God, but I'm not an absentee father. I have never left you. I have never forsaken you. I have never forgotten about you. Sometimes you guys choose the broad path and on your broad path, you expect to see me, but I am sitting on the narrow path. I'm not on that broad path. So when you're on the broad path in your carnal self, in this lane and on this path, and you're looking for me to bless it and you're looking for me to be a part of it. And I've already, he, can I, I'm just going to show you this. And I'm like, oh my gosh. He said, but I'm not an absentee father. I'm not an absentee father. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I, and he just, I'm just like, oh my gosh. He said, I even provide for you a way of escape. Even when temptations, even when danger comes, even when things happen, I provide for you a way of escape. Y'all just don't take it. Sometimes I send warning. Warning does come before destruction. He said, I send warning all the time. I provide an opportunity. Even when you on your way driving to do something bad. I provided you every opportunity to turn that car around. My God, but I am not an absentee father. I'm not absent. I'm not, I'm not missing. I'm not, not in your life. I'll come after you. I've pursued you. I've offered you a way, but the way that I offer you just doesn't look like what this world describes. And he, and, and I'm like, Oh my God, you're always with me. And he's like, I'm always with you. You just got to make sure you're not on the wide path and that you're on the narrow path because the wide path is going to bring destruction. The wide path is going to be confusing. The wide path is going to overwhelm you. The wide path is going to consume you. The wide path is going to look like the right way, but I'm not on that path. And he showed me, he said, go back to the scripture. I've been working with this day. This is Psalms one. And he said, and he said, that if the ungodly, right, if the ungodly can't sit amongst scorners and mockers and not take and you can't sit in the seat of scornful and can't stand in the path of sinners, I can't either. I can't either. If the ungodly cannot sit in the path of sinners and the path of scornful, I can't sit in that path either. I can't be on that path either. I can't be in that direction either. And so perhaps the problem is not that I'm missing, not that I'm absent, but perhaps you on the wrong path. 
Perhaps you're looking for comfort in the wrong things. I'm not in the seat of scornful. I'm not in the path of sinners. I'm not in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm not in the, any of that. And so come on, Holy Spirit. And so if you're experiencing that in relationships, if you're experiencing that in circumstances, if you're experiencing that in situations, perhaps you're on the wrong path. Narrow is my path and it looks very different. And this is the way to the father. So if you, if the un, if the godly are not in the scorner's path, if the godly are not in the seat of the scornful, if the godly are happy and blessed and content and are straight and are right, and I'm not on that path, perhaps it's not that I'm missing, perhaps that it's, you're on the wrong path. You're, you're on, you're on the wrong path. You're on, in the wrong place. You're in the wrong direction. You're with the wrong friends. You're in the wrong council. You're in the wrong position. The Holy Spirit set that up. He said, that, that's why when I said, get up, remember when I said, get up this morning and let the Lord lead you into your time of devotional and let the Lord lead you in your day and be sensitive of the pillar and the cloud, the cloud pillar of pillar by day in the cloud by night being sensitive to those things to make sure I'm not on the wrong path because it could very well look like I'm on the right path because that's the way all my friends are going come on Holy Spirit that's the way all my family is going that's the direction that seems right it seems right to the way this way seems right to man but he's like I'm not on that path I'm not an absentee father I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be in a direction. And perhaps if you're not finding me, it's because you're not on the right path. My path is very narrow. It's very finite. It's going to end up in kingdom things and kingdom ways. And I think so many of us have been on our own, own path for so long. Um, so many, many of us have been sitting in what we thought was righteous. So many of us have been sitting what we thought was godly counsel. So many, so many of us have had our own direction for so long. We've chosen our own careers. Come on, Holy Spirit. We've chosen our own careers. We've had our own wisdom for things for so long. And remember, I talked to you about the other day when I said um, that when we sit in the council of ungodly, we can be our own own ungodly counsel. We can be in our own wrong direction. We can be our own chaff. We can be in our own absolute way because we're not able to discern the things of God because it's not familiar with us because the enemy already set up something so that we wouldn't come on Holy Spirit. We wouldn't believe and trust God the way that we need to trust and believe God because he already distorted the perception of our relationship with God when he came in between Adam and Eve, right? When he came in early and distorted distorted the relationship, making us think God operated according to the ways of this world. And that isn't even how God operates. Remember our foundational scripture we started weeks ago. You got to be able to receive this by the spirit. You got to be able to receive this by the spirit, but he is not an absentee father. He just can't sit in the council of the ungodly. He can't sit among monk sin. He can't sit with the scornful. Remember what's the scornful. He can't sit where the scornful sits. He can't stand in the path of sinners. He cannot be. And so I need to end this last part. I need to get into this last part of this scripture because I was going to go off of it. I'm like, oh, they can read that for themselves. And he brought me right back in this way. and was like, no, you need to read all of this and you need to, cause it's all going to line up. Right. And he talked to us about how the righteous man blessed. 
And then he says the ways of the ungodly, there's a dangerous, the dangerous place of the ungodly. And then he comes in this next part of scripture and we're in Psalms one, if you're just logging on. And he says in the fourth verse, he said that there's a dangerous place of the ungodly. There's a dangerous place. And so even though this wide path may look, it's a place of danger. I get it, Lord. And it's why we'll feel like the father is absent and we'll be experiencing so many different trials and so many different ways because we've been on the wrong path. God is here and we are over here. And he says, he says, the, the ungodly are not so, but they are like a chaff, which the wind drives away. Everything about the righteous man is stable, it's stable, it's a tree, it's continual life, it's nourishment, it's fruitful, it's alive, it's prosperous. That's what a godly man looks like. And he says, not so with the ungodly. And it may seem like the ungodly has stuff. And that's been the misnomer. That's been the mix up. That's been the mess up. And we've seen the ungodly acknowledge God and oh, the Lord bless me, but yet doing all these ungodly things things. God keeps bringing me about a, back to a truth in John. He said, how do those love me? You know, and we, we talk about the first Corinthians. I want to get into that yet. Cause it's deep. We talk about first Corinthians and what that looks like. And God is like, that is, that is not the, the evidence that you love me. The evidence that you love me is that you keep my commandments. And so when the ungodly are saying they're blessed, but they're not keeping the commandments of God. They couldn't possibly love God. We can't possibly love God. And people say, oh, y'all being judgmental and y'all be, no, this is what the word says. And we got to take the word as the truth. And then when we present the truth, people will come back and say, well, uh, I don't trust what the Bible says, but you trust the Bible for blessings, but you don't trust the Bible to grow you. And so if we're looking for him, perhaps we're on the broad path, which he's not on the broad path. He's not in the way that looks like everybody else's way. And so it says the ungodly are not so. And he said, any, uh, he said, it may often seem like the ungodly have these things. And sometimes it seems like they have them more than the righteous, but it's not so. <laughs> any of these things are fleeting in the life of the ungodly. And if we reduce God to tangible stuff, if we reduce God to a pocketbook, if we reduce God to a house, if we reduce God to um, a bank account, and I'm not saying all those things don't come. He said he'll add those things when the kingdom becomes first. When the kingdom becomes first, he's going to add all those things. But if we reduce God just to a pocketbook, if we reduce God just to a blessing, to a pair of shoes, then we're no different than the ungodly. Then we're no different than sinners. Then we may be a sinner ourselves. And I'm just being real. I'm reading this checking myself. And then he comes back and says, they're like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Chaff is the light shell that's around a kernel of grain. And chaff is so light that you can throw chaff up and the wind will blow the chaff off. Ain't that something you can throw? And that's how we fall into false teachings. When we are chaff, we'll fall into false teachings. When we're chaff, we'll be on the wide path thinking we're in the path of God. When we're chaff, um, we're separated from God really easy. We're not planted. We're unstable. We're lacking substance. Chaff doesn't have substance. That's why one of the things I pray for myself on a continuous basis is burn up the chaff in me. 
burn up the chaff in me, anything in me that does not have substance. There is a huge difference between a planted tree and chaff, right? And chaff. And so I get it now. Perhaps we, the absentee is not an absentee father. It's just, we've been on the wrong path. It's just, we've been in the wrong circles. It's just been, we've been doing the wrong things. It's just, we've been in a place in a way that was just a little bit more too carnal. And because everything, everybody on that path was doing the same thing. We thought it was the right, right place. But when we go come back to the scripture, God can't sit in the midst of that. God can't be there with us. And I'm sure he's extended grace and mercy to me while I was on that path. But if I'm talking about kingdom, if I'm talking about planted, then it's on a very narrow path. And then he says, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment. Okay, Holy Spirit, we'll get that. We'll get to that tomorrow. Is that not powerful? Do you not see how God led us in that direction? Do you not see how good God is? Do you not see how intentional he is with us? That he'll bring word to us, that he'll give us fresh perspective. He's not an absentee father. Just perhaps we've been on the wrong path. Perhaps we've been in the wrong direction. Perhaps we've been looking at the home wrong things. Perhaps we've been measuring him by the wrong standards. Perhaps we've been equating him with our earthly father. And for those of us who have had fathers that may have spoiled us, perhaps we've thinking that everything that he needs to say to us is yes. And God is like, I'm not on that path anyway. I'm not on this broad path that you've been on. I can't sit with sinners. I can't sit with complainers. I can't sit with the scornful. And if you don't understand how my pillar leads, you or how I'm leading, you'll miss this opportunity to walk into the fullness of what I'm telling you. And you'll think it's strange because this path over here is comfortable and familiar and it looks good and it smells good and it presents opportunities, but I'm on this path. And this is the path that's going to lead you to me. My kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's on this path and not this wide path. And it looks extremely different. It looks extremely different. It looks extremely, extremely different. Yeah, I, I, Gloria, I'm like that too. I want to be planted. I don't want to be blown away. I don't want, but I do want him to blow anything in my life that does not line up with his word. And, and I, I am at a place where it's, you, I don't, ain't going to talk about me. I hope that blessed you today. I hope that blessed you today. I hope that gave you something to meditate on. I, I thought we were through with Psalms 1. I had in my head, I was like, Lord, give me a fresh word for you people. And I'm praying and I'm asking him for a fresh word. And I'm like, this is the fresh word that he wants us to have right here. This is the word he wants us to understand what it looks like when we are the ungodly and we've all been ungodly. Some of us may still be ungodly in some places in our life. We all have things to work on, but we need to veer the car. Let me tell you something funny I did one day. I love to bring a story in. It was Girl Scout cookie time and I had been looking for Girl Scout cookies and I did not had not found any and I was driving and I was coming down a lane and I was driving and I was actually in the center lane. There was one more lane and then I could turn into this parking lot and the boys said, Mama, there go Girl Scout cookies. And I said, ah! and I turned, thank God nobody was coming. But at that point I didn't care. I turned from the center lane so swift and dipped 
right to where those Girl Scout cookies were. And I made it there and I made it safety. But that's the kind of turn we need to take towards God. It needs to be that sharp. It needs to be that quick. It needs to be, I got to get to this no matter what, because he's not on that path. And I got over there and I got those cookies. Psalms 1. Uh huh. And I got those cookies. Like I got those cookies. That has to be the same way we got to be to God. We got to veer off that path quickly. We cannot wait. We cannot, we see the narrow path and we see the wide path. And I'm talking about, I turn, I turn so fast. I turn so quick. I moved so swift. I did not wait. I didn't even wait to see if it was safe. My God, I didn't even wait to see if it was safe. I just knew I had a point I need to get to. And so I made a quick turn. And when I turned, my boys were like, my boys were like, oh my God, but I got there safely and I didn't have a rack and I didn't turn. That's, that's the way that I turned. Yeah, it didn't just, it didn't matter who was around. I did not care. And I landed and I was laughing. And the lady was like, what you laughing at? I said, you should have seen the turn that I made to get to this cookies. Well, if I made a turn for some cookies, I might need to make a sharp turn for God. I might need to come to the recognition that if I'm on a scornful path and a sinner's path, then I might not be on the right path. I might not be on the right path. And my, and this is my time to make a quick, sharp, turn to get back on the right path. And can I tell you how that starts? That easily starts with repentance. It easily starts with repentance. That's all you got to do. Lord God, forgive me. I've been on the wrong path. Lord God, forgive me. Part of my leg or part of my path has been over here. And part of it has been, I straddled the fence. Forgive me, Lord. I've been lukewarm. Forgive me, Lord. I haven't been baptizing your word. Forgive me, Lord. I haven't been seeking you like I need to seek you. Forgive me, Lord. I haven't been focused on you like I need to be focused on you. Forgive me, Lord. I haven't been planted. It all starts with a true broken heart that says, forgive me, not making excuses, not asking for forgiveness for your own way, but forgive me, Lord. I haven't loved you the way that I need to love you. I haven't walked in your word the way that I'm supposed to. I've been on this wide path, Lord, and I just need you to forgive me. And then the next part of it is asking the Holy Spirit, like, help me with this. Help me with the chaff, burn the chaff up. Show me the ways in my life that do not align with your will for my life. And then let me find it and connect to it in the word. And when I don't think you speaking, then I have time. I take the time to get in your word so that you can give me the wisdom for this. And then it's going to line up with what your word says. And it's not about rigorous legalistic. It's about the love of the father. Lord, help me find your love again. Help me in places in which I've quenched you and I've not been sensitive to you and I've not been obedient to you. But Lord, I need you to forgive me. I need you to forgive me in my finances. If I've been on a broad path in my finances, I need you to forgive me in my relationships. If I've been in a broad path in my relationships, if my healing, if I've consulted man more than I've consulted you, whatever it is that I've allowed myself to be on the broad path, my purpose, my future, you put kingdom connections in place and then I won't connect to kingdom. I'm connecting to other people. I'm networking. When you gave me godly counsel and godly counsel consults and people who can mentor me and put me, forgive me for doing things in my own way. And Holy Spirit, I need you to help me where I'm weak 
and then give me the wisdom in your word. And that, that's what repentance looks like. Lead me in this, lead me, lead me in this. He's a gentle savior. And guess what? He'll lead you in that direction. And so that's a call and an invitation to even those of you that are not, I feel like I want to open up the doors church and say, anybody need a church home? <laughs> That's what I be feeling like. Anybody need a church home? Come on. This is the church home. We the church. Like anybody need a church home? Anybody need Jesus? Anybody need to come out of your backslidden state? Here's your moment. Your time. You can make that confession before God right in your living room. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for connection. Thank you for internet access. Thank you for this telephone. Thank you for everything you've done so that I could share your word. I'm so grateful. This is not just a phone. This is ministry. This is church. I got that revelation today. I got that revelation today, but I feel like I need to open up the doors of the church and say here and invite you in and let me disciple you and let me connect to you. I love you so much, but guess what? The father loves you. Holy Spirit, have I given them everything that you need to give them today? Don't be the chaff. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you the places in your life in which you're chaff. And we'll tune back in tomorrow and tap into this thing. God is so good to us. God is so faithful. We are the church. We are his people. And he is growing us into a community. That's why he fights you to not stay connected. That's why he tries to give you excuses in your schedule. That's why he don't want you here early in the morning. He'll tell you, you ain't got to get up, catch her later. And for those of you who catch her later, there's nothing wrong with it. But make sure you stay planted. Make sure you stay planted. I love you so much. I thank you for your word, Father. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for burning up the chaff in our lives. I thank you for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for showing us your glory. I thank you. You are healer. I thank you. You are peace. I thank you. You are comforter. I thank you right now that you're restoring family relationships. I thank you that grace and peace is being multiplied to us. I thank you that your favor goes before us today. I thank you that we stand in need of nothing today, Lord God, that we are anxious for nothing, everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, making our requests known, Lord God, and you are answering us today. I thank you for answer prayers. I thank you. Miracle signs and wonders are following this ministry. I thank you. You are just a fair and a loving and a merciful God. And I thank you that even if we've been on the wrong path, Lord God, that we can make a sharp right turn and we can get right back in your face and we can get right back in your presence and we can be right there in your peace and we can walk in the fullness of your glory Lord God show us your glory today give us your glory Lord God we need your mercy we need your mercy for when we don't get it right and father thank you for not being an absentee father thank you for loving us so much thank you for giving us benefits and blessing us and taking care of us. And even when we didn't see it, thank you for the Holy Spirit and thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father God. I, I'm just telling you by the Spirit of the Lord, there are family members returning home today. There are family members returning to the gospel today. I thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God. Prodigal daughters and sons are coming home. I thank you. They're growing close. And for those of you saved parents and you've been on your narrow path, just keep walking the path. Be the example. It ain't in your words. Be the example. Keep praying. Keep lifting them up in Jesus name. I love you. I love you so much, but more so God loves you. And he gave us a divine word today to prove to you his love. Y'all do me a favor. Get connected to the ministry, LakeishaMJohnson.com. If you're not subscribed, thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.